previously on My Best Friend's Journal. I've gone on a couple dates, very fun, uh, one of which included a, a bit of a romp, and I, I suppose I can leave <gasps> it there. But a I, bit of a romp? A bit of a romp. You're worried about your weird red spots on your shoulder and stomach. You know I'm having sex, so I assume everything is an STD at this point. STI? It's hard to get mm-hmm. that vernacular in my head, even though it's been like that for 20 years now. But I went to this guy at the Minute Clinic. He was like, it's probably just syphilis. I was like, what do you mean it's probably just syphilis? Um... <laughs> Today, L told me he was surprised I'm here because I'm so awkward to watch on stage. Mm. Real confidence killer. Hey, everybody, it's Matt Belsey, a.k.a. The DJ Matt. You were with Garth all day. He is a little detached with his friends around. I didn't know whether his friends even knew what my Mm. presence was Mm. or anything. Furious at Chris for his selfishness. It is siblings. They can push your buttons in the way that no one else can. Yeah, it's true. so personal. We're already a little late. It's nothing goes as planned on moving day. I start screaming, I'm going to fucking kill him. I'm going to slit his throat. I understand murderers now. I understand murder. <laughs> Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek Grab a drink or smoke some pot Your private thoughts read aloud How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote This shit might get too real Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by my past It's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. (laughs) Hello, Cam. Welcome to my best friend's journal. What flavor lip gloss is that? Penis? <laughs> My friend Kendall always tells me I'm gayer than dick flavored chapstick. Is that why you said that? Yeah, that's exactly why. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Hi. You're so nice to me. <laughs> yeah, I, there's nothing wrong with dick flavored chapstick if that's what you want. Actually, lip gloss is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, welcome to my best friend's journal, everyone. Mike, how the fuck are you? Uh, I'm good. In fact, I'm better than I thought I was. Um, and I can explain that shortly. I mean, it's very early, but I think, you know what? Why not? Let's just jump right into a gayest moment. How do you feel? <laughs> oh, well, God, uh, sure. I, I mean, whiplash, but fine. Gay, 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 gay. So as I mentioned last week, I had a bit of a romp with a gentleman <laughs> i always have to say it irish uh, yes a gentleman friend a bit of a romp and uh how was the shillelagh <laughs> <laughs> it was a great shillelagh um and it was a it was a safe shillelagh so you know i'm i take every precaution one can take uh-huh. and so i had saran know, wrap saran wrap yeah bubble wrap around my Sheets whole body with holes cut in them yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. um so i had very few uh of my usual worries post-coitus you know um (laughs) god you really are talking around this one (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) so anyway that was all good and fine and at the same time i've been having pretty bad allergies for the last few weeks or so um i'm finally on a new medicine the first one was not working so that's all good now but i wasn't sure um what was that first medicine? Was it? Oh, the first medicine was loratadine, which is the <laughs> generic form of Claritin. Um, and it's, it's loratadine. <laughs> Say it with me now. 
Loratadine. Loratadine. <laughs> I think of it, it's, of course, like everything else that sounds funny, it's a drag name, and it would be the uh-huh. premier sneeze queen of the South. So coming soon, uh, an MBFJ spinoff, it's going to be the PP Buffet and Loratadine variety show. Oh, you got PP Buffet? It's my favorite. <laughs> I mean, I could be Loratadine. I don't care. <laughs> anyway... Um, I'm on Zyrtec now, all good, but I had post-nasal drip forever and it was just kind of irritating my throat. Finally, like a few days after previously mentioned romp, I call a teledoc to say I've got some irritation in my throat. Um, I'm on this uh, allergy medicine and nothing seems to be working, so maybe it's not allergies. Turns out it was just the wrong medication. That happens a lot, apparently. Anyway, he, after taking a look at my throat, said... Uh, it's probably gonorrhea. You're going to want to go get that checked out. He said, have you been sexually active lately? And I was like, come on. I'm sexually active one time and it's gonorrhea. That is so unfair. This happens to you all the time. You're sick. Your your like symptoms timing is first of all really bad with your sexual experiences, and I also think every doctor you go to is homophobic because as soon as they find out you're gay and you're having a throat issue, he's like, "It's it's all that dick you've been swallowing, you whore." Basically, go, the same get as to the, the clinic. It's like syphilis from a few episodes ago. He's like, "Oh, you have a, a red pimple. That's probably syphilis because you're gay." They just assume uh-huh. that gay men have STDs. Anyway, I think that's fucked up. It is uh, fucked up. Maybe if he had just said, you know, out of an abundance of caution, go get a, th- a, a throat swab to make sure it's not an STI, but it could be a number of things because obviously it can be not. It's probably gonorrhea because you sucked a dick. Go get, <laughs> go get, you know, on a fucking course of hardcore antibiotics or whatever he said. I didn't I say think it's I sucked a, a dick. Harsh. I said I went on, I went for a romp. Um, so <laughs> well, <laughs> is that the, is that the language you use with the doctor? <laughs> Yeah, they were very confused by it. Like, I don't know what you fucking mean. Just get an STD test. Um, anyway. Now I'm on the doctor's side. I went to go get a throat swab. They did strep and gonorrhea and chlamydia and whatever. All of it came back negative. It was just post-nasal drip irritating my throat. And now that I'm on a medicine that works, Zyrtec, um, it's all gone and all fine. But just the timing of it was really unfortunate. I will say two things. One. I think I was remarkably measured compared to my past history that we've noticed in the journal of freaking out over potential um, STD scares. I was like, you know what? If I do have gonorrhea, it's like a very easy solution. It'll just be annoying. I just want to know what it is so I can get it fixed. Um, And two, if I had gotten gonorrhea, I think it still would have been worth the risk. There is calculated risk. Dan Savage talks about it all the time. You mentioned when I brought this up. You have sex, you take every precaution you can, there's going to be some risks. I think that is worth the risk, is the potential of getting a very easily cured infection. Yeah, you and I have talked about this a lot before. There is some form of inherent risk in any sexual activity, unless you do wrap yourself in saran wrap and, you know, use condoms for (laughs) oral and dental dams for kissing. But that's, like, never going to happen. That's just not the (laughs) world we live in. Um, And you did say infection just then. Quick uh, backup. You said STD once or twice. It's STI these days. Yes, STI. I said STD like 12 times. Excuse me, STI. Um, But while we're on condoms, um, one of the reasons this doctor thought that it was an STI is because there's a huge uptick in specifically gonorrhea and chlamydia right now because everybody's out romping around because they were vaccinated. um, And so people are taking more risks. And even if people are on prep, which a lot are, um, that doesn't protect you from other STIs. Uh, there are many folks all over Grinder, and several of whom have spoken to me about having sex bareback because they are on prep. And I'm like, that's insane. What year is it? Am I the only one who thinks that like if you're gonna have 
someone as just a hookup, you really ought to wear a condom. Like, you're you know, certainly not the only one. But go condomless right. with That's your boyfriend. Very... But yeah, not some dude on an app. Yeah, it's really prevalent right now. Like, I, I think a ton of people have gotten to the point where condoms are just out of the vernacular because they are happy to go to the doctor, get treated for anything else that is treatable, you know, like a, a gonorrhea, syphilis, a chlamydia, that kind of thing. But there are super strains of these things out there right now that take multiple rounds of antibiotics, and that can really fuck you up. It can fuck up your gut health. It can, like, make it, you know, it can it can affect, like, if you're on other medications. There are lots of risks that you take, uh, you know, just kind of playing fast and loose with other STIs. Yeah, Even though HIV sure. is, you know, pretty much a, a, a non-issue if you're, if you're on pressure. But there's also a huge trust issue there with people saying, I'm on prep. Okay, great. Do you just trust strangers on the internet to to say, or to, first of all, tell you the truth? And mm-hmm. also, do you trust them to be taking their prep every day to make sure that they're taking a pill? It's hard to take a pill every day. A lot of people aren't very good at it. When was the last time you took it? Have you been taking it every day for the last week or two to make sure? Like, people are going to tell you what you want to hear. So the best way to mitigate your risk with an unknown quantity in a sex partner is just to wrap it up, baby. Wrap it up. Seems very easy. It's just like, why? why? That's a risk. That's a risk no one mm-hmm. needs to be taking. Anyway, have you taken any um, unnecessary risks that resulted in the gayest moment yourself this week? <laughs> Um, I did, but in a very different way. Um, you ever, you ever dance in cotton socks on slick, freshly polished hardwood floors? <laughs> That's not a necessary risk. I almost, you know, died. My <laughs> gayest moment was this past Sunday morning. Um, I didn't plan on spending my entire day spring cleaning, but I woke up and it was like very springy out, like a, a fresh breeze, sunny outside. Oh yeah. Peter wasn't back from Des Moines yet. He had been home seeing his family. Um, and I wanted him to come home to a clean house. So I just started That's tidying sweet. up and like before I knew it, I put on my new favorite album. We'll talk about that in a minute over the Sonos and the whole house was full of music, like good music that I was just kind of dancing around to. I was moving furniture. I rolled up rugs to, to mop the floor underneath. And then mm. I realized that in my living room, once the rugs are rolled up it's just a huge expanse of wood floor so it's full-on just like dance studio dancing for like i don't know how long by the time i looked down at my apple watch i had 80 minutes of exercise on there and i didn't work out <laughs> oh you were going so, um, for it just full just flopping around my house most of the day until peter came home i picture the matilda montage where they're rolling up the carpets at the end and skate skating around on their hardwood floor that pretty much oh, what I forgot doing? about that very much like that yeah yeah um the dogs were like playing with my feet so it was like you know they uh, we were kind of like dancing together both Fergus and and baby Margot were like chasing my feet around and we were dancing in the living room we just had a really good old time um but it was it was pretty gay um it sounds it certainly one of those moments that would only happen if I were home alone like I don't get embarrassed to do pretty much anything in front of my husband but that is like a little too far even if he were home you know huh. there's something about having a house to yourself and the freedom of just like having the space only to yourself to like dance around like crazy Mm -hmm. that's a that's a private moment for me and i i really enjoyed it oh same i there is a way i will dance when i am by my the expression dance like nobody's watching is um for me because Mm. no one should ever have to see um Mm -hmm. the way i dance alone (laughs) yeah same here (laughs) um i lied to you a second ago i said i was picturing that scene from matilda which is like half true but what i really meant was a scene from pippi longstocking do you remember pippi longstocking there's a great scene in the movie that I used to love as a child where they're like cleaning with bubbles everywhere and they're like slipping around on the floor and then Pippi walks on a wall at some point. I mean, I used to love Pippi Longstocking. I was obsessed. And it sounds like you were having a Pippi moment. I may have been having a Pippi moment. Um, Have you started watching the reboot on Peacock yet? What? No, and I promise I won't like There's it. There's a Pippi Longstocking with... 
I think the original actress as an adult, now she's a mom. And I think like Bobby Cannavale is her husband. It's adult Pippi? Yeah. Oh, that sounds terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Adult Pippi Buffet. What? (laughs) How have I missed this? Well, I'll tell you how I missed it. Hi, guys. Sorry to interrupt, but I need to make a correction. I missed it because it doesn't exist. Cam confused Pippi with a new Punky Brewster reboot, which, by the way, does not include Bobby Cannavale. So this was all kinds of wrong. Sounds equally terrible, though. Anyway, back to the episode. Um, speaking of crap I never want to indulge in, do you have any content recommendations? <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I do. I do. I For the first time in weeks, I actually have watched something new and not just old sitcoms. Um, new show on HBO Max. It's called Hacks, H-A-C-K-S, starring the one and only Gene Smart from Designing Women. It is... The best thing I've watched in a long time. It's oh. about like a an aging Vegas comedian, kind of like in the vein of a um, Joan Rivers, um, but not exactly the same. But like a, a very successful Vegas comedian whose act is kind of aging. Her um, her agent and promoters end up hiring her, this young writer, and it's kind of like the story of their relationship. It's so funny. It's so well-written and well-produced. It's hmm. gorgeous. It is I it, only four episodes out so far. Um, cannot get enough of it. It was, I watched it this weekend and just guffawed on the couch with a glass of wine. It was such good company for a weekend alone. I loved every minute of it and I can't ah, recommend it highly enough. That sounds, I, I'm into that. I'll watch that. Also, there are some incredible like consulting producers on the show, like uh, Cola Scola, who uh, was on Search Party that we both loved. He also was on Difficult People. Um, Jessica Chaffin, who is one of my favorite podcast hosts um, and also a, a pretty prolific uh, writer and uh, actress herself. It's just so good and there's so many good people attached to it. I absolutely love it. So I think you you must watch it so we can talk. And you said a little bit ago that... There's an album you'd bring up later that you were dancing to. What's this album? So it's an album by my new favorite artist, The Secret Sisters. I am the witch of the water. I come like a thief in the night. They are a, a kind of an Americana roots group that I only know because they have opened for Brandy Carlisle a few times. I've seen them perform together on, on a few things. And then when I was reading Brandy's book, she talked about producing their latest album. So as soon as I got done with that book, I started, I, I switched over to listen to the Secret Sisters latest album. It's called uh, Saturn Return. And if you listen to it on Apple Music, there's a album with commentary. So every other track is Brandy and the Secret Sisters talking about the, like the, the song and how they wrote it and how they produced it and all this. It's very interesting. Anyway, the music is so good. Really beautiful, tight harmonies, really interesting music, just gore Gina stuff. I have it on repeat and I can't stop listening to it. So That sounds up my alley too. Thank you for two new recommendations well done this week did you have any content recommendations for the people well not quite but i actually i went on a date recently with a very cool guy who's Mm. vegan and his whole family's vegan what a freaking unicorn for me um but we talked a lot about tv and books and stuff and he highly recommended nora from queens which i haven't watched but it's aquafina's show um and apparently it's quite good he likes all the same stuff i like um big broad city fan uh the other two so he suggested based on those north and queens would be a good um a good one so i might check that out soon you should definitely check it out after you watch hacks if you take some stranger's advice before you take mine i will throw myself out this window so help me god (laughs) well that sounds just a tad dramatic but i'm gonna watch hacks don't worry um i also i just started rupaul's drag race down under the australian slash new zealand franchise but i'm only a couple episodes in so nothing to report yet have you started it 
Absolutely. Uh, we're at the same place you are, just two episodes in. Uh, I think we're a couple episodes behind, but kind of waiting to be able to binge some things because Peter and I have been really busy on our weekends, so have a few things on deck. I'm very excited just to have like a day with him. Maybe Memorial Day? We'll just sit down and watch like a few episodes back to back. Keep it gay. Well, Memorial Day is already super gay this year because it falls on my birthday. So please make sure to um, send send lots of texts and give me lots of attention. Okay, so you can choose. You can choose for a lot of attention on the actual day when we're apart, or we can uh, celebrate when we see each other the very next week. You can't have both. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I need to think about that. I, I will let okay. you know. All right. All right. You let me know what you prefer. In the meantime, I think we've reached that point of the episode where we dive into the journal. You want to grab it and get this baby started? Already did. Let's get into it. All right, we're back to the journal. It's October 1st, 2016, although you didn't fill out the year for, I think, the very first time uh, in the entirety of this journal. So, oh, wow. October we'll never 1st, know. 20 something. Uh, where were we last time? Uh, I was waiting tables, I was serving Real Housewives, and uh, I was about to start UCB, comedy school in New York. Oh, and maybe I think things are looking um, iffy with Garth. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, well, October 1st, 20 blank. <laughs> hey, first two UCB classes. Underlined an exclamation point. You seem very excited about it. Went as expected. Some great and terrible people. <laughs> but it'll be great for me. Looks like two new roommates moved in early. Um, I'm not going to say their names because you said annoyed. And then um, three days later, you came back and, and made an edit to this entry. And you wrote, I just came home to their second party in three days, smoking weed and cigarettes in the living room. I felt banished to my room to hide. These are subletters? Yeah, and it's too bad. They were like, these are people that I absolutely would be good friends with if I wasn't living with them. They were fun, cool people. They were just bad roommates. Uh Um, Shit. They let people smoke cigarettes in your living room? No. we. I mean, as much weed as I... They did. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant did I. I was like, are you kidding? (laughs) I would never accuse you of allowing people to do that. It'd be very outside of your um, outside of your character. I smelled it from the lobby, like three floors down. I was like, oh, but I didn't think it was my apartment. I just assumed someone in some apartment was having, I don't know, a hookah party or something. I, I mean, for as much as I smoke, I never, if I'm smoking from inside, at least half my body's hanging out the window or I'm sitting on the fire mm-hmm. escape or something. Um, I just like go to great length to not smoke inside. Right. I walk in, I open And the... you certainly don't smoke cigarettes <laughs> and would never presume to do so, not even blowing it out a window inside because you're an, like a grown ass human who understands that's not a thing you do. So I open the door and it's just a full haze. And I was like, oh, like, I really hate confrontation like that. It was just me and the two of them with like, I don't know, maybe eight of their friends and they've just moved in and they're, they're taking Michaela and kick spots. And now it's like those two and me. So it feels very much like if I, that I just kind of need to go hide in my room. Um, and now the apartment's yeah. theirs, you know? And, uh, wow. It was a bummer. I was like, you guys mind just, um, if you're going to smoke, trying to keep it out the window. They're like, Oh sure. We didn't even think about that or something. I was like, what? Um, it was a really unfortunate living situation cause they were, they are cool people. Um, objectively it just just not good roommates (laughs) yikes did they stick around for a long time yeah 
Ooh, no, thank you. That gives me super anxiety. Um, all right. October 2nd. It's sad how much I give to Garth that isn't returned. (laughs) Then another annotation, man, you said hi when I wrote this, but true. Don't see this going anywhere, even though it's fun when we're together. I'm, I'm (laughs) missing something because I'm writing this kind of thing and then we hang out and it's fine. Like, what is it? Mm -hmm. This whole drama is playing out only in my head. What is it I am giving? I haven't, it's not. I haven't given up anything. I haven't like made any life choices based on this person. I he doesn't seem to be doing anything bad. Obviously, I don't write every detail every day, so there must be something missing, but it just seems like nothing's really going on and I'm making a whole lot go on. Well, it sounds like maybe you're just in different places. Like you want someone who's a little bit more present and he is approaching it more casually. Outside looking in, that's just the way it looks. Um huh, okay. and maybe you just weren't getting the the energy from him that you wanted even if he wasn't doing anything like bad or wrong okay um so that evening it looks like you had your old roommate claire's quantico screening so her episode was coming on um and then you said the new roommates had guests too they're right at home dot 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 that's shady as fuck um you said (laughs) there's a whole list of people that hung in your room and smoked pot um garth said he wished he could bottom tonight dot 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 Will he ever? Oh yeah, he'd never fucking did. <laughs> never did. And it was the uh, oh yikes. Yeah, that that's the problem. And when I was like, what am I not? What am I missing here? There it is. Ding uh, ding 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 ding. <laughs> um, <laughs> my God, I'm giving so much. I'm douching left and right, morning, <laughs> noon, and night. <laughs> I'll be so bad for you. Really, take a, take a toll on your body. Um, I am constantly full of water. <laughs> <laughs> um, I and I remember him saying that. That's obviously that's why I wrote it down. Um, he was like, "Oh, I really wish I could." I'm like, "I don't think you do wish that." <laughs> I'm like, what is it? Hey, look, look, this brand new fleet enema and a bathroom all to yourself. Go to town, buddy. I know. I was like, "What do you mean?" I get it. Like, not uh, most people have nights when that's not a possibility. But when we've been yeah. dating now for what, like a couple months, so mm-hmm. um, yeah, you y- you make it work. You figure it out. One night's mm-hmm. got to be okay, and like. I mean, we've been over this. I, I'm a Gemini. I like it all. Uh-huh. I like, you know, <laughs> some variety in your romps. I like some variety in my romps, but um, that means I need the variety. I can't be um, mm-hmm. just being romped. You know, sometimes I gotta romp myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was clear. So October third, <laughs> uh, said goodbye to kick in the morning and then blossom at night. October fourth, got to the ingaman audition a little late and had to wait but persevered and had a great audition all caps tie lunch persevered. To kill time. i was late but <laughs> persevered sounds like i had to walk there barefoot through a tundra nevertheless he persisted uh-huh they based that on me uh-huh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you had a tie lunch to kill time printed two different headshots um a friend came over and she was a wreck about a boyfriend your sad friend broke down at a surprise party and you felt awful. A surprise party for her. Um, oh, for her? Oh, no. It was not good. This is a, it was obviously a very difficult situation. And me, another friend of hers, and one of her cousins planned a surprise party for her. Um, that night? Yeah, not uh, unrelated to this breakup. It was yeah, a, a birthday coming up. Yeah. And... It was not the right timing. It was tough. Did she walk in, get screamed at, and then immediately start crying? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> was she, oh, no. It's like I'm, a movie or something. That's awful. Oh, God. When you're when you're in it, there is 
there's just nothing that's going to make you feel better. And the last thing you want is a whole lot of attention. Yeah. The very last thing. Oh, that's bad. I also feel really bad for you after having gone to the trouble of like, like planning a party and like, you know, doing something nice for your friend. Like you can't control how bad that timing is. Like you couldn't have known, but that's a bad situation to be in. Like surprise question mark. I'm so sorry. (laughs) did try. I spoke to the other friend and the cousin. They were like, no, she's going to, it'll just like cheer her up. So I did try and I failed to prevent this from happening. (laughs) You did your best. <laughs> um, let's see here. On October 5th, you slept in and watched American Horror Story, still feeling like a guest, wondering if it's okay if I watch a show in my own home. Oh, she is spicy. Yeah, nothing uh, worse. You worked, at, <laughs> you worked at Blossom, saw Richard Gere. Ah! Oh, I don't remember that at all. I, I, I usually remember. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, whose journal is this? <laughs> I wonder if I asked him uh, about the hamster. That's him, right? I think it's a gerbil. Gerbil. Like, <laughs> There's an old, yeah. like, crazy, crazy rumor from, like, 20 years ago that I think Richard Gere, they say he put a gerbil up his butt or something, and it died there. I'm not exactly sure. Want to look that up? Um, yeah, I looked it up. There is um, just a long-standing rumor in Hollywood. It's very persistent, uh, kind of tied to homophobia somehow about the fact that Richard Gere got sexual pleasure by putting a gerbil up his butt. Obviously it's crazy. Um, and <laughs> it is like worked itself into like famous comedy routines. It's been referenced on different like cartoons and stuff as a joke. It's on a family like, guy for sure. That's where I heard it. It's just something that's been around for so long that it's just kind of like, you know, people roll their eyes at it as a crazy thing, but, um, there's no clear background to it. It looks like there was a, um, like a rumor about gay men putting mice up their butt and then anonymous gay men became Richard Gere and mice became gerbils just through the retelling. That is crazy. <laughs> and since is when is crazy. it a, a gay stereotype that gay men put rodents up their butt? I've, I don't, I think it was people besmirching the, you know, the good names of homosexuals everywhere back in the eighties. Not a great time for gay men's reputations. If we were honest, why, what else happened? Just oh, kidding. Nothing. Uh huh. Anyway, tell me, did I interact with Richard Gere at the restaurant, or no? You just saw Richard Gere. Huh. I assume you ran and put on Julia Roberts drag and tried to get pretty woman, but I don't know. No, I did. All I care about is gerbils. <laughs> Do you need one to pet sit? <laughs> um, October seventh, took the day off to hang with Tara. Hey, Tara. Sh- she was almost an hour late and i cried oh lady is always late i cried oh my god i'm obviously very emotional this time period you wrote i'm crying so easily nowadays (laughs) (laughs) oh my god an hour late that's that is inconsiderate and it was like i would assume without a text it is inconsiderate i think it was like where are you where are you where are you for an hour until she showed up oh no absolutely not okay Talk to me about that because I was having a conversation with a friend recently and he, he's a really laid back dude and he got into kind of a verbal altercation with a, a girlfriend of his because long story short, she said she was going to like show up at like two 30 to drop some stuff off at his house. And then at like three 30, she texts and says, Hey, I'm about to leave. She lives an hour away. So he had been waiting around uh-uh. all day. He was waiting for company or he had company coming over that night. He needed to go to the store, all this kind of stuff. She ends up having to turn around again because she forgot something at home. She wasn't going to show up <gasps> to his place until six 30 after she said she was going to be there at two 30. And she didn't even tell him until he texted to say, Hey, where are you? I'm waiting for you. She's like, Oh, sorry about to leave. He kind of went off on her and then he was like i feel bad was i was i wrong to to do that no, i was like that is cut that and dry is so 
Thank you. So disrespectful. So like crazy. I am so paranoid about being late. Living in LA, I was always 10 to 15 minutes late because of traffic. I could never figure out when the traffic was going to be. And I was always so apologetic. It's kind of the way a way of life there, but it stressed me out to no end. I cannot imagine being one hour late more than one hour late without giving someone a text to tell them what was going on to keep them in the loop. That's so self-centered. We text and we're going to be five minutes late to Zoom. Yeah, 100%. But that's not a unique story. Like, people do it. I feel like people do that all the time. You hear about, like, a sibling or a friend who will just, like, wander in two hours after they said they'd show up there. Um, And not to not saying that your sister does this all the time, but <laughs> that kind of thing would fully make me crazy. I think I would, like like, absolutely lose my shit. I might even cry (laughs) thank you she was um like very late like this like three times in a row and then i always comment on it and i always tell her that she's chronically late and one time literally once i was i arrived two minutes after her and she's like ah who's late now and i was like no uh uh-uh that's not the same (laughs) not the same two minutes does not an hour make and there's nothing like a sibling to not respect your time. That's like the the number one person to do that. Cut to uh, a montage of you threatening to kill your brother in the middle of the street in New York. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. You're, I'm crying so easily nowadays. Went to Lower East Side Greek Place, then drinks at Holiday Bar. Fun to see her and Amy. Is Amy your fake sister? Yes. Um... On the 8th, you went back to UCB, couldn't focus in the second half. You ushered something rotten. You met, oh my God, guess who's here? I'll give you one clue. Okay. Pew, pew, pew. DJ Matt. Yeah. You met DJ Matt and oh the whole God. cast from your uh, that first ship at, at a pub. Oh, yeah. Makes me jealous slash miss and not miss that job. Wow. So you felt <laughs> lots of different ways. I always feel all the things. Um, yeah, that, uh-huh. that ship ported in New York and DJ Matt brought a crew of his to, I don't know, somewhere midtown or something. And he was like, I'm in New York. Are you? I was like, yes. And I dropped whatever I was doing and ran and saw him. It was oh, great. That's so fun. Did he still have dick pic wallpaper? <laughs> uh-huh yeah he brought his laptop with him to the bar <laughs> and, just to uh, show you yeah <laughs> <laughs> um on the 10th you said feeling so sad and anxious you're in kind of a dark place i hate that for you um don't totally know why i think um, maybe this is a mental health problem <laughs> i mean you are very down you're crying a lot you're stressed about work you're not happy at home you're not feeling great about your current relation if you can call it that it's like there's not a lot that is being written about that you're excited about i don't know mean to rehash your (laughs) former dark times in such flippant tones but you know um garth and the new roommates oh well here we go garth slash new roommates slash messy apartment slash your friend and her boyfriend slash stress can't stop crying i've never known you to not be able to stop crying i hate that um yeah that was a a time period but it's interesting because i remember this i remember feeling this way for a long time post um daddy going to prison and donald getting elected um but Mm. looks like it was happening a couple months before so all that hit at what was already a downtime which was not good yeah god i keep forgetting that it's so close to that happening it's october 2016 and i feel the dread um your night did get better because your friend nick came in and hung out and asked you to do his golden girl show Oh, fun. Which you said made the night better. Nick always does. He's one of those one of those feel good friends, you know. Just a oh, that's sweet. A good time and a encouraging voice. He's not the gay that I hate, right? He is the gay you hate. Yeah. Oh, goddamn that guy. <laughs> 
Hmm, that's rational, logical. <laughs> October 11th. Hard day. Signed up for an agent call, then later a dance class. Was called out slash isolated for about 15 minutes and was underscore mortified by the teacher. Left crying. Still <laughs> crying and anxious at audition. Oh, oh no, my why God. are you laughing? <laughs> because it's a lot of tears over what? Oh. I don't know, but I'm really in some kind of uh, mental space. You, why you on earth? Put yourself out there and signed up for a dance class, and then a teacher isolated you for 15 minutes in the middle of a dance class yeah it was like it literally always happens whenever i'm like i'm really not a good dancer i don't enjoy it people are like oh you're crazy you're of course you can i'm like no you don't understand every single time i go to a dance class or a dance call or an or an audition or whatever they are like i don't know how to help you what can i do to like i i stand out so badly to them that 80 percent of the time they stop the class and try and work on me for uh until they figure out that nothing is going to change. They like, they really want to help me. It comes oh. from a good place, but I don't know what it is. I don't pick things up. I like, I look more awkward than I feel. And then the more attention I get in the class, the worse it gets. I'm pretty aghast that I'm down, down, down crying all the time. And I decided to go to a dance class. I know better. <laughs> I know much better. I mean, fair perspective. <laughs> you know, what's going to make me feel better. <laughs> dance class. I just got to dance. <laughs> For for many people, that's true, and I am not one of them. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, so you were still still crying and anxious at the audition. <laughs> I hope I wasn't crying in the audition. It just, like, doesn't look good, you know? <laughs> I think you were. Then you said... <laughs> You either took the wrong bus to Philly or the Philly or the bus went to the wrong place because you said bus to Philly was all caps wrong. Stopped in New Jersey, but the driver took me to Philly. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly what. I was either on the wrong bus or the bus changed routes because they thought that not enough people had tickets to final destination Philly or whatever. Um, and we get to the bus depot in New Jersey in the middle of the night. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one on the bus. And I was like, uh... Is there another stop? And they were like, no. But then um, I don't remember how it worked, but the bus driver did take me into Philly, which was a solid 30 minutes away. So that was kind. But I don't know how it happened. Yikes. <laughs> that is that's very kind of him. I have I talked about on the podcast before the one time the Chinatown bus dropped me and my boyfriend at the time off in Norfolk, Virginia, when we lived in Williamsburg, middle of the night at a really shady part of town and just left. And we had to find a random cab company. I think we got someone, uh, the one cab driver out of bed that would drive us. (laughs) And he charged a very expensive fare. Definitely more than we paid for the bus tickets in the first place. Just because we were the only ones going to Williamsburg. And they were the Chinatown bus. They could do whatever the fuck they wanted. And they were like, nah. (laughs) Get off the bus. (laughs) Good luck. Bye. Bye. (laughs) It was so scary. And also miserable i'm sorry that happened to you man More bad bad day to, to hate buses although you know what yes bad mm-hmm. day but like what a kind person to drive me to philly <laughs> so once you got to philly you smoked and drank with uh your friend b2 and then you just wrote rosemary's baby was so amazing hi <laughs> oh i love rosemary's baby which i'm sure i've screamed about on here before um i've never seen it is it because you are a rosemary's baby you've never seen it's so iconic it is so Oh, it's such a good movie. It's a very old, so I'm not going to recap it for you here, but certainly watch it. And it's a, Isn't it horror? It is a horror, but like in the old school way of horror, there's no gore. It's just done with really good storytelling and mm. interesting characters. Does Rosemary like give birth to the devil or something? Is that Rosemary's baby? 
um, Rosemary is gaslit by her husband into getting raped by the devil. She's drugged. She doesn't know she's raped. She thinks it's a bad dream. The whole time, she's like, something is wrong. Something is wrong. And everyone's like, everything's fine. She's being gaslit by her husband and her neighbors. Her neighbors are part, part of a satanic cult. And they are acting like a sweet little aunt and uncle. And they have been actually um, overseeing to make sure the demon baby grows inside her. Eventually, she gives birth to the devil baby. And she catches everyone in this huge lie. And uh, they're like, but look, look what you did. You gave birth to the the new Lord or our, our savior, Satan or whatever. Um, it's it's bonkers, but it's very good. <laughs> did she kill the baby? Um, no. The very last scene is like uh, she they take the baby away from her, obviously, before she even sees that it's a devil baby. And uh, the very last scene is the devil baby's little eyes, the demon eyes. And they're like just care for him the way only a mother can. You can do it after they lied to her. And you know, the devil raped her. Um, I think she decides to be mother to this baby. Oh my God. That's so crazy. Do they put prosthetics on a real baby because it was the sixties? Um, no, they only show parts of it. They show the little like hoof feet and a close up of demon eyes. Ew, uh... All right. Now I need to watch it. Wow. That you said you weren't going to recap it, but you did such a beautiful job. <laughs> oh, thanks. I cut a lot out, but it's very good. Uh... <laughs> Uh, October 12th, Walnut Audition. True dancer call. Oh, good. Two days in a row. Spent the whole time thinking about oh, leaving. That's why I went to the dance class. Not to not to pick myself oh, up, yeah. but to prep for an yeah. audition. Um, choreographer looked at me and said, don't worry if you can't dance. <laughs> <laughs> There's a real through oh. line here. Uh, this whole episode, dance as though nobody's watching, Mike. <sighs> Nobody wants to watch, Cam. <laughs> Dance as though somebody wants to watch Mike. <laughs> on October 13th, uh, easy, ooh, easy staffing at the French Embassy. Didn't you staff there once where they had like a crazy party where they were throwing champagne glasses on the floor? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Well, it was easy this time, so that's good. Um, oh, there's a little arrow here. Before your easy staffing, you took a bus back with B2 and then you took a nap. So you were well rested. Um, after staffing at the embassy, you watched RuPaul finale, although you wrote, watched finally, uh, and Prince Charming <laughs> with Garth. His mom doesn't know about me or that he's gay. Ew. I don't uh. think his friends know either. Ooh, there's a big fucking red flag. Now we understand maybe why you're not being introduced to his friends a couple episodes ago. And he's like a, a mildly effeminate ballet dancer. So like, seems like. Mm he'd be in a world where he felt okay, but he obviously was not. Um, yeah, that explains a lot. And also perhaps in a self-hating kind of way explains why he didn't want to bottom. A lot of closeted people oh, who feel yeah, 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 yeah. homophobic about themselves don't want to bottom because it feels, um, it feels even more gay. It feels like if you're going to be gay, at least don't be the receptive partner, you know? Yeah. Good call. Psychotherapist. That's a very interesting thing. Let's get him on the phone. Oh, okay. I, I got him on the phone right here. Actually. Hey, Garth. Yeah. Garth. Yes, hello. <laughs> I'm glad to see you got that uh, tonsillectomy you've been planning on getting. Um, I'm just uh-huh. wondering why you you weren't happy to bottom back in the day and why you weren't out. And I mean, I, you know, I understand it can be difficult, but can you tell me about that time period? Um, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I hate my butthole. It's very ugly. <laughs> okay, and also I'm curious. Um, when you married Miss Piggy, was it? <laughs> Um, something you wanted to do, or was it... She is my beard. <laughs> my piggy, piggy, piggy beard. 
Oh, okay. I'm, I'm gonna have to turn. I'm gonna have to terminate this little experiment. <laughs> I was gonna do a southern accent, but it came out as Kermit the Frog. I don't know. I get weird when I get nervous. Okay. Well, uh, it was great talking to you, Garth. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Cam Improv Corner. What happened the next day? <laughs> oh, so stupid. Uh, October fourteenth. Sex in morning. Period. Got bro Jesus Christ, what a life you're living. Got broken microwave warranty submitted. Very satisfying. Oh, that's good. <laughs> uh I just I'm not laughing that you did it. I'm laughing that you wrote about it. Um <laughs> You can yeah. laugh at both. <laughs> Shopped at Trader Joe's, then Lutnik dinner for staffing. What's a Lutnik? No idea. What's a Lutnik with you? <laughs> fuck, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i hate you so much uh you went to the lutnik dinner for staffing all caps so rich i just looked it up it's howard william lutnik he is an american billionaire oh. businessman who succeeded bernard gerald Cantor as the head of Cantor fitzgerald i don't know what that is oh i know who this guy is who okay you wrote sorry i, I will tell you in a second because you wrote all, all caps so rich very formal slash annoying small event no tip he knows and supports both the Clintons and oh. quote good for business. <gasps> Tell the people. Yes, uh. I forgot. Uh, we were like decor. Basically, we would uh, all the wait staff was standing around this dinner table just as furniture, more or less that poured wine every time they took a sip, like one of those kind of fancy dinners. Uh huh. And so where they never would have like looked at you as a human. Right. Just like Downton Abbey, they um spoke around us as though we couldn't hear anything did you have to sign an nda for these things no we didn't i don't think they thought we were real people um Uh i forgot what else he said but it just stuck with me that he said and we were in his kitchen for uh you know the hors d'oeuvre prep and whatever and i saw two receipts on his fridge i don't remember the money but one was to the clinton organization and one was to the organization or the not the organizations but their campaigns um Uh and he then later at dinner, he was talking to one of his people about it. He said, um, yeah, I donated a hefty amount to both campaigns. That way I'm on the good side of whoever wins. And also, this is when I learned, according to this man, because apparently he's friends with the Clintons, that Hillary has had a long-term boyfriend for a long time. And that is uh, part of her and Bill's arrangement. And that's why perhaps Monica was no big deal. It was more a big deal that he got caught and that there was uh-huh. you know, drama around it. But it wasn't a big deal that he right. was, quote, unquote, He interrupted cheating. the decorum around their, yes. their whole situation. <laughs> exactly. But apparently they both had others, which makes a lot of sense. If you're two very influential people, if you're a very influential couple, um, you know, you have to stay married for a lot of reasons. But sometimes an open or want to stay married for a lot right. of reasons, yeah, yeah, like sure. want to like because it's like mutually beneficial. Like it's a power move. There, there are marriages of convenience that serve both people very well. Yeah, shocking that we didn't get a name or a photo um, in all of the crazy like mudslinging that happened in that presidential campaign. Like, That's true. Kind of amazing. Like she must, but she's got her shit on lock. Like she's so buttoned up that like that shit probably happens like you know behind closed doors where one person arrives via tunnel you know like that's (laughs) that's probably not it's very clandestine nothing is ever like ad hoc i would assume the only thing she doesn't have on lock is that private server you know it's really funny um (laughs) (laughs) oh that felt so retro what an old-fashioned joke (laughs) it's it's coming back in into the mainstream because i think republicans had something like 12 hearings on benghazi but we will not have 
one little hearing about uh you know the folks who tried to overtake the u.s government that's too much for them they don't want to january 6th commission yeah they don't want to look into the insurrection They're like you know what let's just move past it so hypocritical it's all very calculated and political um real quick do you think hillary is done in the public eye do you think that she not in the public eye but like do you think that she has like further ambitions is she just gonna like have a speaking career for the rest of time until she retires that i think she they have she's got her foundation she has a podcast there's a documentary there's books she's constantly guests on other people's things i think she's forever uh a hot get you know what i mean she's a pretty uh impressive guest to have on any show and i think she'll ride that until until the end i feel like after all she had been through the two campaigns and benghazi hearings and all that she's like fine america said fuck you to her so i think she's like fine fuck it and just trying to yeah enjoy not having the responsibility i would guess but who really knows yeah who knows indeed she will forever be the um you know the least favorite person for many republicans like my parents uh you know just like the biggest witch villain of all political times so it's probably some self-preservation to to step back and and have you know only do the things that you know you can control as much as one can Ugh. step back when you are hillary clinton i mean there's very little yeah. hiding you can do but yeah absolutely anyway um well that was a hard right turn and that was two weeks of journal so i think that probably oh. does it for this week huh great yeah oh. <laughs> Love to end oh. on a, love to end on a Clinton scandal. Um, One more quick thing: Did you see Monica Lewinsky's tweet that went super viral this past week? No. Um, there's this, there's this Twitter account. I think it was Uberfax or something. The tweet was, "What was the most high risk but lowest reward thing you've ever done?" And she just she replied to the tweet with the sideways eye emoji. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I love her. I love the way like. Man, she's handled that like a freaking champ. That is, that's a tough field to navigate. <laughs> I know. The more I read it and thought about it, the more funny I thought that was. I'm like, wow, what a bold statement, Monica. Uh, highest risk, lowest reward. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's so good. All right, Mikey, before we go, we have a little bit of housekeeping to get to. Yeah, just a quick announcement. We are taking next week off, June 10th. There will be no episode because Cam and I and our friends... Sam and Aaron will be on vacation. We'll be right back at you with a fresh episode on June 17th. Um, All right, Mikey, did we hear from any listeners this week? We did. We got a a bunch of congrats on episode 100. Um, We have one here that says, absolutely love listening to this week's flashback episode. It was like listening to different songs and triggering memories of where I was and what I was doing when I heard those episodes for the first time. And that is from Nathan. Um, And we had a few more with with a similar sentiment. So thank you all very much. Also... Had a couple more ratings and reviews, and we really appreciate you bringing those in. So thanks for that as well. Okay, well, um, if you want more of My Best Friends Journal, you can check us out on Instagram at MBFJ Podcast. Visit our website, mybestfriendsjournal.com, or shoot us an email at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. All right, Mikey. Until next time, always remember... Don't have sex, because you will get gonorrhea and die. Don't have sex in the missionary position. Don't have sex standing up. Just don't do it. Okay, now everybody take some rubbers. But seriously... Here's a nonsense poem by Shel Silverstein. It's called Runny's Heating Rabbits. Runny lent to the library, and there were hundreds of hooks. Bistery hooks, biography gooks, and lots of bory stooks. He looked them over one by one and guessed which one he took. A biant skook, a boetry pook, oh no, a bombic cook. Fucking absolute nonsense.